0: Merry Christmas to all the conservatives in Tennessee. This is Brandon Lewis with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Digest. Now listen, if you are a conservative and you're in Tennessee, you want to hang around for these stories. We've got some big ones. We've got some doozies. Uh, Some bad information about DCS. Probably suspected what you're about to discover anyway. uh, We've got some endorsements being uh, rescinded we've got some surveys that you may or may not agree with or trust uh, we've got some fantastic news uh about leadership at the tennessee republican party uh which is it's kind of like retreading an old tire that just keeps blowing out uh we got uh, some info from the pork report uh from our friends at the beacon center and uh all kinds of information about what's going on in education are we getting better with our act scores And some First Amendment cases against the University of Tennessee Tech. Things that have been dismissed. Brandon Lewis here. Now listen, we have been under strict restriction by Facebook. If you're seeing this video, watching it, you are lucky. So if you would please go to the non-communist, not pro-censorship organizations with social media platforms such as Gab, Getter Truth, MeWe, Parlor, Rumble, and I would add Twitter. I've started tweeting personally, which is something I've not done previously. I know, I'm slow to get on board with certain things. But we are over there, and it has been entertaining to watch free speech run amok somewhere. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the oldest and largest social media platform continues uh, to hold firm to the chains of censorship, um, the thing that always comes in before socialism, communism, and ultimately mass graves, which is the silencing of the electorate. So do go there. Uh, we've got great stories for you. It is the Christmas season, and I'm going to show you. We got the mail bag. Brandon, I get mail here. We had a lot of donations come in uh, this week. I appreciate you for those of you uh, who contribute. I uh, got this fantastic card here. You can see the thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And uh, Christ was born for you. Merry Christmas. And it's got the words to O Holy Night inside of it. And it says, wishing you a beautiful Christmas. Thank you for working so hard for conservatives in Tennessee. Merry Christmas, uh, Jeannie and Ronnie. Well, thank you, Jeannie and Ronnie. I appreciate you. A good friend of mine, Steve Abramowitz over at Mill Creek View, sent me this beautiful uh, Christmas card. And it says, BL and JV. JV is for Jason Vaughn. Thank you uh, for a year of conservative news to use. You're a great team, and Tennessee is better because of you. May 2023 be a continued blessing to the Tennessee conservative. Thank you, Steve. And we had some other things that came in. One, one of them I did not read that came in because I was uncertain as to its origins. Uh, it did not blow up, uh, luckily. Uh, don't give anybody any ideas here. Alright, on to the stories. On to the stories. Here we go. First story, Tennessee, DCS, given one more year to get their act together after audit finds children in state custody sexually abused or harassed. Now, let me ask you guys, how many of you actually think that if DCS continues to suck at what they do, that anything's really going to change? We'll give you one more year, and then, you know, it's 2050. It's the same thing with the schools. They've been given the schools one more year forever. Forever. The release by the Tennessee comptroller of a damning audit of DCS prompted lawmakers to vote to allow the department to remain in existence for the span of one year while improvements are made under the new commissioner, Marjorie Quinn. Lady's got her work cut out for it. A state legislative oversight committee voted Wednesday to require the Department of Children's Services to submit reports every quarter for the upcoming year. Some of the findings from the audit that span two years include, drumroll please, children left in unsafe situations because of lack of response by DCS to sexual abuse, sexual harassment, or neglect allegations, especially in residential facilities. Vacancy rate of caseworkers of 22% outdated systems meant to track medical and dental visits of children in state custody, case managers with caseloads that exceed the state's maximums, crisis-level shortages of long-term placements, faculty uh, or faulty, rather, background check process for DCS employees and volunteers. One of the more alarming findings of this report of 34 allegations of sexual abuse and sexual harassment of children in state custody. I'm going to turn this microphone down just a little bit. I'm getting a red light here. I don't know what that means. Of the allegations, it says the state custody is that uh, did not investigate. Of these allegations, 28 occurred at a facility that did not primarily house a juvenile delinquents or allegations involved sexual abuse or harassment between two children ages 13 to 17. And DCS chose to refer their allegation to law enforcement rather than investigate. The remaining allegations were missed due to staff oversight or other clerical errors. It's just kids, just a clerical error. That's what that's what all the kids in the Tennessee education system are that graduate functionally illiterate, their clerical errors. Only cost twelve grand a year for the clerical error. While DCS referred these allegations to law enforcement, no referrals were tracked or followed up on by the department. In addition, DCS failed to investigate staff at residential facilities over a lack of supervision regarding thirty seven reports of potential sexual activity between children in state custody. DCS chose to overlook the reports and not investigate. Surprise, surprise. We just don't need government involved in anything complicated. They suck at it. That's just the bottom line. They are not very good. Everything that they touch costs twice as much as it should should and is usually half as good as if you let a nonprofit or a private organization do it. Next story. Tennessee right to life revokes endorsement of Senator Richard Briggs, one of the biggest rhinos, one of the biggest rhinos in the state senate. Does not like you to have any medical freedom whatsoever. The Tennessee Right to Life Political Action Committee has revoked its endorsement due to his public reversal of a political stance which he pledged earlier in the year during his respective contest of primary and general election campaigns. You mean that a politician would pledge something in a campaign and later legislatively do the exact opposite of it? What? I've never seen this except for every session of the General Assembly. If you ever want to see a good example of this, go back and look, if you can still type your little fingers into Google, and type up, uh, Governor Bill Lee's 10-for-10 10 10 campaign promises. That's T-E-N-F-O-R-T-E-N-N campaign promises. Just see what they were. See if he fulfilled any of those. He hasn't. One of them. One of them he fulfilled. I'll let you go search that, for those of you who are intensely curious, as I am, about the runnings of our state government. Former state representative in Tennessee right-to-life PAC President Roger Kane said Senator Briggs pledged... Uh, to us in writing that he would protect unborn children by protecting the Human Life Protection Act from hostile amendments despite making similar pledges to our legislative liaison after the Dobbs decision was issued. Senator Brigg now claims he does not want to support it because he never believed it would be enacted because he never believed Roe v. Wade would be overturned. So much of what these politicians do, these are my words, not his, it's just, it's for low-information voters to win office so that they can have some kind of esteem, or they can later become a lobbyist, or so that they can uh, more easily get PAC donations without actually having to work in their districts to raise the money, or because they're actually Democrats. They just run as a Republican because that's how their district is drawn. Back to the quote. The candidate endorsement process only works if those answering the questions are honest and forthright. Well, you shouldn't be sending those to a large percentage... (laughs) <laughs> of people that run for office, because you will get neither honesty or forthrightness. I'm sorry, Roger Kane. You're 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 doomed for a life of disappointment. Obviously, Richard Briggs was not honest in his answers and can no longer be trusted by the voters. I didn't think he could have been trusted to begin with, because I have seen his voting record. Will Brewer, director of government relations for Tennessee Right to Life, said once Senator Briggs' election was over and he had secured the political benefit of the PAC endorsement, he reversed course on his views. He has engaged in a media tour to justify his actions and has even posed for photo shoots to make himself the headline for hostile articles set out to tear down the Human Life Protection Act, of course. These rhinos, like Senator Briggs, and if you're in his district, I mean, he, we had somebody run against him that wasn't successful I plan, four years will come before you know it. I'm hoping that we can recruit somebody to run against this gentleman. And I'm going to be far more active in that in this upcoming cycle than I have been previously. Uh, And closed circuit transmission, if you are thinking about running for political office, do stay tuned. We will have a a very large and successful uh, candidate training uh, later in the spring of 2023. His constituents deserve better than a legislator who only votes for legislation because he never believes it will come to fruition and then reverses his philosophy only when it is least consequential. Kane said the Human Life Protection Act is doing exactly what members of the General Assembly intended, saving an estimated 900 lives every month in our state. I think that's a good trade-off. We are grateful to all the members who voted for the legislation and now stand behind that vote. That is what integrity looks like. We hope Senator Briggs will work to regain our trust and use his medical expertise, such as it is, my words, not theirs, to recognize unborn child as a patient deserving of care. Next story. Vanderbilt survey says Tennessee Republican voters prefer to stand us over Trump and support weakening of abortion. This is also the parent organization that believes that children should be hacked to bits. If they are a boy who thinks they are to be a girl because their parents have somehow mentally warped them or society in general, I would not trust a survey from this organization as far as I can throw it. However, there are some things on here that make my common sense radar go up. Here we go. Poll results by Vanderbilt suggest that the majority of Tennessee Republicans uh, voters prefer Governor Ron DeSantis over former President Trump to be the party's presidential nominee in 2024, and that Tennessee's abortion laws should be amended to offer exceptions in certain cases. According to Vanderbilt's statewide poll, they say it was administered to 1,180 registered Tennessee Republican voters. And it's funny. We have taken surveys of larger 3,000, 4,000 Tennessee Republican primary voters on things like school choice, illegal immigration, social media censorship, and I have sent those to the General Assembly, and they have fallen on deaf ears. They do not care what the voters want. They care whatever their PAC overlords and the corporate people and the NFIB and the Chamber of Commerce tell them to think and do. That has been that has been my experience. I hate to be such a negative Nelly, but I mean when when the evidence piles up in one direction day after day after day when I have to come in here and do this 50 times a year. I just the writing's on the wall. According to them, with Tennessee Republican voters, DeSantis leads Trump 54% to 41 in a head-to-head matchup. 34% of Republicans said they are more a supporter of the Make America Great Again or MAGA movement than they are a supporter of the Republican Party. Sixty percent of MAGA Republicans back Trump, yet 66% of non-MAGA Republicans back DeSantis. Poll results also uh, state that 21% of MAGA Republicans agree with the statement Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential general election. By contrast, 51% of non-MAGA Republicans believe Biden won. Less than 40% of MAGA Republicans thought the 2022 midterm elections were counted fairly and accurately nationwide compared to 62% of non-MAGA Republicans, 71% of independents, and 96% of Democrats, according to Vanderbilt's poll. Now, you can get this story. This is a a number-heavy read, so if you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, you can find this. Just search Vanderbilt. Of course, in addition to this poll, you'll get lots of other really bad news about this organization. Moving on. According to Vanderbilt's poll, only 19% of those, who, uh, those surveyed could correctly identify Tennessee's current abortion law and what it entails. 36% stated they did not know enough about it to comment and the reigning 45% believe the law uh, to be different than what it is. Poll results show that 75% think abortion should be legal and tendency if the pregnancy is a result of rape or incest. That belief appears to be held regardless of a polit- political affiliation with 62% of Republicans and 78% of Independents and 93% of Democrats, which most of the Democrats probably believe that the children should be killed up to age 19. I mean, you might as well they just keep moving the line on this stuff. 88% of Republicans, 47% of Democrats, 62% of independents think abortion should be illegal after 15 weeks, except in the case of rape incest, or to save the life of the mother. Political science professor Josh Clinton said, Results show that the Republican Party is clearly divided, and Republicans are trying to figure out who they are and which issues they want to prioritize. This splits, we find, in the Tennessee Republicans have um, uh, important implications for how Republicans uh, react nationally and in other states, as they look forward to running for the House of Representatives and try to take back the White House in 2024. And I forgot to do the slides. I'm so sorry. Terrible, terrible. Leave in the comments section uh, where you're watching from, where you're reading from, and how terrible I am at flipping the slides. There's that one. There's Richard Briggs. All these wonderful slides just got completely wasted. But you can look at them now. All right, moving on to the most important one. Steve would believe this is the most important one. Mill Creek View. There are so few, I say this every week, there are so few podcasts out there that actually cover what's going on in Tennessee. I mean, we, you talk about low information voters. Tennessee is full of them. People like have this sense of guilt about voting, like they feel guilty if they don't vote, and so they drag themselves to the poll fumbling, reaching for any type of information that they can get right before they go vote. This is the reason rhinos with really bad records can be elected over and over again in Tennessee because we have such low information voters. They get a postcard that with a chock full of lies, usually lies about how the person running actually voted versus how they did vote, and then lies about whoever they're running against, which are usually half-trues and BS. And so they go vote for somebody. But if you really want to know what's going on, and if you want to pay attention, uh, you need to go to Mill Creek View podcast. My friend Steve Abramowitz does a great job. Recent episodes include interviews with Bo Lynam for Hope Beyond Abortion, newly elected Tennessee District uh, Representative uh, Brian Ritchie, who I helped a little bit in his race, uh, to kick out a rhino, which was just fantastic to watch. We're going to, do, we're going to be doing more of that in 2024. So hang on to your seats, rhinos it's going to be tougher. It's going to be an uphill march in 2024 for those of you that are on the ticket with bad records who voted to increase the budget by 20%, who voted for corporate welfare, which is wildly unpopular. There's just bad records. All you got to do is tell the voters about these people's records, and we're going to be doing some of that. And Brian Ritchie, uh, I don't think is going to carry anybody's water. Probably means uh, he will not be overflowing with PAC donations, uh, and perhaps the uh, leadership will not place them on committees to kill conservative legislation. But nonetheless, I digress. And sports commentator and podcaster Devin Hoke. Be sure to check out Mill Creek View, Tennessee on Rumble. And as always, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So go to Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you get your stuff. Podomatic. I don't know where you get your podcast, but type in Mill Creek View, Tennessee. Make sure that Tennessee is on there and you will be more informed. Next slide. Woo! We got somebody. Got somebody that's gonna that's gonna hold people accountable to the Republican Party platform and leadership. We've got somebody who's gonna train all these currently, in many cases, uninformed GOP uh, committee folks how to register voters and how to turn them out to turn especially our bluish and purple counties back red. We got somebody who's gonna no. We don't have any of that. We have somebody who is going to rubber stamp anything the establishment tells them, who's going to continue to arbitrarily and capriciously uh, keep people out of running for primaries whenever it suits them, who's going to cherry pick and insert people into offices that probably aren't conservative. We have reelected without a ripple, without a wave, without much public comment, Scott Golden. Next time we have elections... For these people that are on the SEC committee, we have got to get conservatives in there. I guess we do. I mean, other than letting people run with an R by their name, I am I, I. don't know what this organization does. I don't. I don't know what they do. I've been involved in campaigns for 20 years in Tennessee, and every time I've called up to the office of the state Republican Party to get some kind of assistance for somebody who later won elected office, I couldn't get any. It's like... The Tennessee Republican Party is basically a small collection of people who like to keep other people out, who collect a paycheck to do something. I don't even know what they do. I cannot determine it because I've not seen any functional other than pose for pictures on social media. I know that there's a lot of that that goes on and a lot of asking for money. I don't know what else they, they're doing. Nonetheless, Tennessee GOP chairman re-elected despite call for more conservative leadership. Despite calls for Tennessee's conservatives contingent for change in leadership of the Tennessee GOP, Scott Golden has been re-elected to the position of the Tennessee Republican Party chairman for another two years. Our sources tell us that Golden was recently re-elected unanimously and unopposed. I'll be honest, though. I wouldn't want this job. So the only thing I will say, uh, whoever gets this job has got a rough job. You have to listen to political gossip and intrigue 365 days a year without actually doing anything about it other than maybe trying to get those who are already in elected power a little bit better. Entrenched, I guess. Charlotte Kelly was elected as vice chairman. Shannon Hayes as treasurer. Beth Scott Clayton Amos... As Vice-Treasurer and Scott Smith as Secretary, Tennessee GOP leadership has been criticized for not holding party members accountable to the Republican Party platform, especially when it comes to illegal immigration, school choice, corporate welfare. I mean, you would think all during the pandemic when our constitutional rights were completely eroded and we now know that it's all complete BS and lies, that the, the Republican Party would be like raising its hand going, hey, we're here to protect the Republican primary voters from all of this. You would never hear a peep. Scott Golden's job is to get behind the pant leg of Bill Lee and the handful of people in Republican leadership and to say, yes, sir, and that's about it. That's it. That's what this job entails. At least all I have seen it do. Somebody needs to change it. And in many of our blue counties aren't that are, that are purple, like Knoxville, Chattanooga, where the city is blue and the county is reddish, we're losing. We are losing in these urban centers. And I have not seen any type of collected effort by the Republican Party to do jack squat. I, again, I just don't know what the organization exists to do. And I'm a pretty keen observer of these things. There's been no condemnation by the TNC GOP gets any of the elected Republicans who have sponsored or voted for legislation promoting illegal immigration into the state. That includes Shane Reeves. Shane Reeves, big, huge proponent of, of granting licenses to illegal immigrants. We got here recently, I think it was... I, I almost want to go back and look at the, look at the bill, because we got nasty emails from the state caucus press people. Pretty sure it's Dale Carr. Um, but I'll, I'll look that up later. TNC and GOP has been guilty of disqualifying conservative Republican candidates disregarding or redefining party bylaws. I mean, that's the thing. Why in the world is there so much confusion about if you are aren't qualified and why can't we get some kind of like one pager that you can hand out to people and then months ahead of the election we can get together and vote on whether or not these people get get in or not it just all stinks to high heaven it's terrible one such example is lifelong Republican Mark Pulliam, who ran for the state executive committee in uh, Tennessee's second uh, senatorial district and won the primary. But during the SEC meeting on September 7th, the SEC voted to invalidate his election, thereby disenfranchising Blunt and Polk County voters. They did it. I have watched it. It was very hateful. It was very nasty. It was very vindictive. I mean, I don't see if anybody would have watched that that meeting and watched how Scott Golden chaired it and watched the people that had been assembled to conduct it would want to participate and be a part of it unless they were just either a part of that group of people who just like to sit around and hear themselves talk, which we've got organizations all across the state that are primarily, that's what they exist to do, or listen to other people talk, not really having any impact on the the political outcomes. Or, unless you're like a handful of them, we do have a few very conservative SEC members who are in communication with, with, with us, and they are trying to put some... Put some polish on this turd that is the Tennessee Republican Party. It's terrible. Principles, principles, principles. That's what we have a party for, is to carry out the platform, not to not to serve the politicians. Poyam said, While I acknowledge that the Tennessee Republican Party has the legal authority to regulate GOP primary elections, nullify an election after the fact when the results have already been certified by the Tennessee Secretary of State is a drastic measure that should be taken only under extraordinary circumstances, It's amazing. You got somebody who wants to volunteer for this stuff and get booted out. And the other thing that is interesting to me is there's like this little footnote that explains that you having to have voted in in uh, two of the four or three of the four or whatever it is last uh, Republican primaries said this is not meant for people that to disqualify people who come from out of the state. Or they had voted in different areas. I mean, there's like a footnote that tells you, like, when we voted this, this is what this meant. And, like, you can get no clarity out of the Tennessee Republican Party about why, if there's a footnote in the bylaws explaining what it is for, that you would, like, not take that into account, unless, of course, you're doing it for some kind of self-serving reason. I just don't trust Scott Golden. I think he has demonstrated that he can't be trusted. It is not open. It's not transparent. If you're a Republican primary voter... These things, these these Republican primary, uh, these these meetings should be streamed just like our legislature streams their meetings. They should be open for public review. They should be. If you're gonna if you're gonna vote for a party, instead it's all clandestinely hid. I don't like it. I don't like it. A lot of other it, any conservative that pays attention really doesn't like this. Next story, pork report, pork report. No, not in a conservative state ran by Republicans. Oh yes. In their 2022 pork report, the Beacon Center of Tennessee says that one million dollars plus a year in tax uh, payer dollars goes to fund lobbying efforts at the state legislature. From city and now this isn't the only thing. They covered the Titans Stadium, which is wildly unpopular in polling, yet the, the people like uh, brag about it. Oh great, we've just we've just taken a half a billion dollars so people, millionaires and billionaires, can have more money to put on sports theater for folks at the expense of people who will never watch it across the state. There's more in this Pork Report. You should really check it out. Go to the Beacon Center's website. From city and county government, public universities, and utilities, Tennessee tax dollars pay for those entities to hire private lobbyists to influence the legislature, states the report in its induction entitled Betraying Taxpayers. Even worse, those who work for government and who lobby in Nashville when the legislature meets yearly, do not have to disclose information about those lobbying efforts unlike for-profit lobbying firms and nonprofit organizations. The incestuous nature, the self-serving nature of lobbying uh, and the profession of lobbyists, in most cases up in, up in Tennessee, is, is some of the most destructive um, some of the most destructive things to, to Tennessee taxpayer in our culture of conservatism in Tennessee. These corporate lobbyists who are paid millions. I mean, they are paid, there's over almost half a million dollars per legislative member is spent on lobbying. And it's typically to do things that are not in the interest of the taxpayer. And that stuff, a good percentage of it gets through every year because we don't have very many conservatives up in the legislature. We just don't. Tennesseans elect representatives and senators to be their voice in the legislature. They should not uh, have even more of their tax dollars go into the pockets of special interest or against their interests, says the Beacon Center. Forbid taxpayer-funded lobbying, as elected officials are already at the Capitol to be the voice of their com- uh, committee. And the funny thing is, like we had, we had legislation to prevent this last year, and Republicans wouldn't even, to my knowledge, if I'm rem- remembering this correctly, would not even give it a second. And that's your government operations committee. All you have to do is pull up the government operations committee, from last year, those have to be rhinos through and through. Have to be. Have to be. Why would you not vote for at least transparency? No, we don't even want transparency. I'm telling you, it stinks. The pork of the year should come as no surprise to conservatives taxpayer funding for the proposed Tennessee Titans Stadium. Links to the reporting highlighting many other uh, areas where taxpayer money has been used wastefully can be found... In the article on our website so do go there all right guys before long you're gonna get an email from me for the end of the year pitch but i'm gonna give it to you a little early we need your money we need your money this year we're gonna squeak through you look at that old bank balance at the end of the year there's not much there we we do enough to keep the lights on here but this is something we do out of a sense of of drive i don't take a paycheck from this at all this is all volunteer Unlike the lobbyists who who do it for their own interest and to to line their own pockets most of the time, and it works very well. If I I had ever wanted to just make a bunch of money with the political influence that I had, I would learn to keep my mouth shut, to do things that were against my convictions, and to show up there and to try to work the system and to try to uh, spread pack money around up in Nashville. I think if I had set my mind to it, I would have been a remarkably effective lobbyist. But instead. I, I' run a non or a for profit news publication for conservatives. and we have an issue. You always wonder, well, why don't conservative candidates win? Why don't conservative news outlets make it? It's because conservatives often they, they run their mouth about how they feel to their friends and family. But when you ask them, okay, let's let's look at the last 90 days. How much time and how much money have you spent actually supporting conservative candidates uh, uh, and causes? Other than just venting to your friends on Facebook or in person, and the answer is often none. Meanwhile, the liberals in our state are cutting checks. They 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 let go of their money. We don't do that as well. We just don't. That is the reason. That is the reason our culture is like it is. We don't put our money where our mouth is. So if you are a if you're one of the 95 percent of people that consume our content but do not give. Make it a New Year's resolution to support at least our organization. Start there. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Like so many people that have mailed in, we appreciate you greatly. We could not do this without you. We would have already... There's only a handful of people that keep our publication going. And I would have shuttered the doors if it weren't for you. So I'm very, very grateful for you. So if you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support, and if you give any amount, you will send you this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker, this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker, a directory of your largely Rhino with a few of your Freedom Caucus members in the Tennessee legislature. We will send you those things. Uh, and if you get $50 or more, or if you give a recurring do- donation of $10 or more, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And one reason that we are not a nonprofit organization is because... Uh, People like Randy McNally and Cameron Sexton, uh, who thought that they should try to silence and and burden uh, the conservative grassroots organizations with all kind of unnecessary reporting obligations, uh, were hampered this year if they even mentioned the name or showed the picture of an elected official. So that is why we are a for-profit news publication, because I knew sometime that some crap like that would happen, and it happened a lot sooner rather than later. So that is why when you give us your non-tax-deductible donation, uh, we can still be protected with our First Amendment rights uh, while rhinos do not try to claw those away from us. And you can go to uh, uh, TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. We will send you this tumbler just in time for Christmas. If you turn it upside down like this and if you place it in your living room, you can line it with lights, put a star on it, and it, it also doubles as a Christmas tree or a beverage holder. And nestled inside that puppy is this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. You can do do whatever you'd like to at that. It has multiple uses. We hope you give. But don't give because of me. Don't give, I like Brandon. Maybe i give you a little bit of entertainment. If that is the case, I, I feel sorry for you because entertainment, there's lots more entertaining things out there. But the reason I would like you to give is for the mission. Hopefully you believe in conservative values. And I'm telling you, if you want to know if somebody believes in conservative values, pull up their calendar for the last 90 days, pull up their bank account. If there's not much money and there's not much time going towards it, it's just all lip service. Just voting is okay, and you should do it, And that, that's, but that's the least you can do. I mean, there's not much less you can do, so please do. Get in there. Dig deep. For those of you who haven't given, please give, and for those of you who can give again, we will use it wisely ain't nothing wasted around here buddy (laughs) nothing we we clean the plate we, we, we chew on the bones we turn the bones into bone broth around here there is nothing wasted when you send us a contribution i promise all right guys tennessee department of education reports show that the state act scores remain stagnant you mean to tell me after increasing the budget over and over and over again and dumping extras of millions and billions into the public education system over the last two to three years that we have not seen any improvements in results, we have been told over and over again, if we'll just give this public education experiment one more chance, one more chance, please, Brandon. God, if you don't just hang in there just another 50 years, just 50 more years... Here we go. ACT state results and participation rates from the 2022 graduating class show that participation grew, but the state's ACT average remains stagnant. The class participation rate, participation apparently is what really matters, is 98% across Tennessee, but the 2022 graduating class's average composite ACT score was 19.1, which is the same as the previous year's score. Key findings from the state results include the following ACT participation Participation rate recovered to pre-pandemic levels. I mean, I guess it's good we got lots of participation. I mean, you participate in 13 years of education, even if you can't read, I mean, is the participation doing you any good? That's the question, is the participation doing you any good? I submit the answer's no in this case. The average ACT composite score for students took the ACT during the junior year on the retake, increased from 18.4 to 18.9, a 0.5% increase. It's a rounding error. Also, 50.2% of students who participated in the senior retake increased their composite score from junior year. Of course, of course, if you do something twice, the score goes up. I know I took the ACT over and over again. just—it It is so funny when you see reports come out from the Tennessee Department of Education how they have to claw and scratch and scrape to, to make mountains out of little bitty molehills. Just little bitty, not even success stories. Like, How can we couch this so it doesn't sound as bad as it is? Student performance remains abundantly unchanged from 2021 to 22. I don't even want to read the rest of this. It's just the same old crap. And we're going to be talking to you about a story next week. We've got some school choice legislation that a few senators and state reps are trying to bring. And I'm happy for it. And we've already got rhinos lining up against it. Already. It's all about the kids. Get them out of these bad situations. We have, got, we have poured millions and billions in this state into this broken system. It's not going to be fixed. And you know what's funny? You see this situation with, with the Department of Children's Services. Like we got to give you one year or you're done. When are we going to have that meeting about public education? It's just as bad from a deliverability standpoint. When are we going to have that conversation about public education in Tennessee? We'll give you one more year. Well, it wouldn't matter if you did. You'd give them 100 years. We've given them 40, 50. It's pathetic. We have got to get away from this stuff. And you already got rhinos lining up. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let's leave these kids in these failing schools for another, oh, I don't know, four or five years till I can get out of office. It's pathetic. A pathetic lack of courage for the children. It's shameful. People should have eggs thrown at them that want to keep these kids stuck in these failing schools. Next story. Tennessee Tech professor... First Amendment case against university dismissed. A federal judge upheld disciplinary action taken against two professors at Tennessee Tech after they posted flyers around the campus calling another professor a racist. What? Leftists calling names in a baseless fashion? Two TTU professors created posted flyers in in 2021 with a picture of Andrew Donadio, an assistant professor of nursing member of the Putnam County Commission and faculty advisor for the TTU chapter of Turning Point USA, a conservative organization. Oh, now we see. Now we see. In a place where you're supposed to teach people to teach, to think critically, instead what we really have are indoctrination centers funded with conservative taxpayer dollars. And we continue to allow this to happen in Tennessee with Republican leadership driving the bus 100 miles an hour. The two professors were disciplined by the university for violating their code of conduct regarding fostering uh, diversity, fair treatment, and respect for all. Part of the discipline involved being ineligible for raises for the next year and not being allowed to supervise any student organizations or participate in any faculty-sponsored trips for the next two years. The pair sued the university, saying that they violated their First Amendment rights. Now, what says when do liberals care about First Amendment rights? I thought censoring and shutting up And attacking people personally so that they shut their mouth is what liberals are all about. So these two professors who wanted to intimidate somebody into shutting their mouth about their viewpoint by calling them a racist, when they have some kind of penalty put up against them for what is clearly unprofessional conduct, well then free speech matters. Hypocrites. The pair sued the university, saying they violated their First Amendment rights, but failed when Judge Waverly D. Crenshaw ruled in December 1st that the two failed to provide adequate evidence of a violation of First Amendment and granted summary judgment, dismissing the case back to the university to handle the sanctions against the pair. Good. All right, guys. What are we going to do here? Let's close this thing out. It's almost Christmas i'm behind we've not got our, if you don't get a christmas card from the lewis family or the tennessee conservative this year i apologize we're behind we're behind day late dollars short this year sometimes it just happens that way so we're behind you may get a new year's card from us maybe maybe i prefer to send out fourth of july cards that's probably what i'll get around to so i hope you're having a wonderful christmas we do have the christmas tree up at the lewis household it is up Nary an ornament is on it, but we do have the lights on. (laughs) And I dragged down the ornaments uh, from the attic. It's so funny. We moved into this new house, right? We got all this stuff shoved into the garage. Things that I personally don't believe we need, but we're retaining them. So I thought, well, the one thing that I know that I can safely put up in the attic, that I know will be permanently stored there, will be the Christmas decorations. And I put them up, and now I've had to drag them back down. And had I just left them laying where they were, I wouldn't have had to do that. It is an irony. It's an unpleasant irony. Um, so that's what's going on. We, we uh, Today, my wife is doing Christmas around the world um, at the school with our young ones. We have had illness sweeping through the Lewis household. I've been feeling a little under the weather for a while. Had a big, big sinus infection, and then one kid got the flu, and then the other kid got the flu. And It's like, you know, COVID shows up and the flu disappears. Then the flu shows up and COVID disappears. And, you know, it's kind of like Clark Kent and Superman, I guess. At any rate, uh, so we've been a little under the weather. It's just hectic this time of year. Uh, I am currently about to clean out the offices here of the Tennessee conservative because we have water issues. We've had them for a while and they abated when we had some work done. But we are below grade in this building, and we're having a sump pump installed, which is a great thing to spend money on. I just enjoy every every dime that I'm spending on this process. And they're going to cut all the walls in three big rooms here and do some kind of magic thing and maybe pray over it. And then they're going to put a sump pump here in the back. And so I have got to, after doing this, uh, I have to haul all that crap out of here and let them destroy it. And then I don't know what's going to happen after that. And I'm going to hot foot it down to uh, Alabama with a banjo on my knee uh, to see my best friend of, I don't know, since fourth grade, uh, Tommy. And we're having our uh, perennial cook a steak, smoke a cigar, sit out on the back uh, porch and exchange gifts and uh, piddle around in Marshall County and waste time and goof and loaf. And I've got some Christmas shopping I'm hoping that I can get done while I am there. I'm further compelled and obligated uh, and and going to eat with my family uh, there in Alabama on Sunday. That's what I'm getting into. So I'm going to be out of Tennessee. I'm going to be out of Tennessee. But there are a lot of rhinos just saying, oh, I feel better. I feel better already now that, that that guy's out of our state at least for a weekend. Maybe he cannot cause any more trouble, shine any more lights, bring any more truth uh, to the handful of people that actually care about what's going on in Tennessee government. Guys, if you can, share this podcast if you know of somebody that's politically interested, the courthouse gang, folks that are in uh, conservative organizations I was surprised I spoke I've spoken to a lot of conservative organizations not a lot I don't get out that much but a- enough and I'll ask them if they have found or subscribed to our uh, publication or our podcast and it surprises me that not I mean it surprises me how many who have but it also surprises me how many who haven't because we only have two. Uh, news alternatives in this state that are conservative in nature. One of them, the Tennessee Star, uh, no longer exclusively focuses on Tennessee and their content uh, has dried up, and they do not focus on the legislature like we do, not even close, not even like 10% as well. I wish they did. We need help. I would love it if, if they'd shut down all the other publications and focus exclusively on Tennessee. Uh, but we only got two. We only got one that, that is exclusively Tennessee, and that is us. And so we need your support. I mean, it, we're not like on life support, but we, we ain't rolling in it. Uh, so if you could go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com uh, and slash support, make a donation, and clear your conscience for the new year. Make a New Year's resolution. to Put your money where your mouth is. I would appreciate it. Uh, we need your help. And for those of you who have assisted, we are fantastically uh, helpful or proud. Or appreciative. I'm grasping for adjectives here. That's how you know this is live. Um, I don't hit the I don't hit the record button twice. Uh, I don't hit the broadcast button twice. We just go with it, guys. I appreciate you everything that you've done here. Um, for hanging in there with us, for supporting us. Uh, it has been a fantastic year. I'm excited about 2023. I think we can do a lot of good things in this session. I do believe that the cries of conservatives, the mobilization—I believe that a few rhinos getting knocked off their perch uh, has gotten some attention. I've even seen—I've seen some rhinos, already uh, previous rhinos that I hope are, are changing their colors. If for no other reason than it's politically expedient, I don't really care why they do it. All I care about is the legislation. Doing some things that look conservative. Also see some some people that are trying to do rhino things that we're pouncing on early in the legislative, uh, legislative session by letting you know the crappy bills that are being filed. And Jason's done a fantastic job at that, of, of looking at these bills as they're filed and letting you know, hey, we got, we got these people trying to make illegal immigration easier in Tennessee, which is all we've had. Since I have been doing this, every bill that has come through the Republican legislature with Randy McNally and Cameron Sexton and Bill Lee at the helm has been to make it easier for illegal immigrants to come and work and get educated for free and to live on benefits in our state, and there's not been anything that has moved in the opposite direction of any significance that I have seen yet. So all the bluff and bluster about illegal immigration that you see on social media is a lie. It is, a, it is the worst kind of lie. They should just come right out and just tell the truth about their stance on it, and then get the public feedback on it, but they don't. They know what your stance is, but theirs is different, so they can't say what they actually think and believe. And so that's why we have to continue to fight the way we do here at the publication. And it is tough to um, call the spade a spade. And when the card after card coming out of the deck is a bad card, I just don't like having to do it. It is depressing, but it's just the legislation. That's all I do. I just tell you, here's how they're trying to vote. Here's what they're trying to pass. Let some people know. Here's some folks you can trust. Here's some folks you can't trust because of the record. Here's some people that are turning a corner, and if somebody turns a corner, i would be happy to talk about it positively. I just live issue by issue here. We don't have to think about yesterday too much. Except that when it comes time to vote? I think you have to think of yesterday a lot. All right, guys, that's all I got. Your good dose of Uncle BS rambling here at the end, because I do enjoy talking to you. It's like when you're talking. I feel like I'm talking to an old friend. When i do this podcast and i get to connect with you and speak with you and so sometimes if i ramble at the end what i'm really like is like your mother you know how when you go see your mother or you go see your great aunt or whoever you go see or even i got a friend ashley you know who you are uh we enjoy each other's company so much that they'll they'll follow you out to the car and then they'll hug you and then they'll walk you to the car and then they'll stand about two or three feet away from the window (laughs) And then you roll down the window and you get another hug. And then you start pulling out of the driveway and they won't quit talking and you just about have to pull away. And then you see them waving. And you know the next time you see them that this ritual will be repeated. So sometimes if I ramble here at the end, it's because I really don't want the time to end because I know that you share the values and the thoughts that I do. And it is uh, helpful to surround yourself with those who believe like you do and to help them. And that's what I feel like I get to do with this. So thank you for allowing me to do it and giving me uh, the modest support that allows us to continue to do it without it digging into the Lewis family pocketbook. It already digs into the time um, quite a bit, uh, far more than it it should, uh, but it, it, it doesn't dig into the pocketbook anymore, and I, for that I'm remarkably appreciative. But uh, if we could get a little bit more in the kitty, we could do more, and we could do it faster, and we could reach more people, and we could safeguard the Tennessee um, state better, and that's what I need your help with. I love you, Merry Christmas. Hope you have a great, wonderful couple of weeks. I'll talk to you once more before we celebrate the birth of our King and Savior, Jesus Christ. So hang in there. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Talk to you soon.